0: Um, so we're going to do a little, something a little bit different tonight, obviously, from the fact that there's four of us up here instead of one. It's Woo! pretty self-explanatory. Still the
1: pursuit of happiness. Still the
0: pursuit of happiness.
1: Nervous, so they four,
0: no, no, you will not be. No, we, no, we will see. not. No, we will be here for 33 minutes and 17 seconds. us. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go first? Um, so uh, we just want to take a little bit of time tonight. Uh, we've really spent a long, uh, I can't believe summer is already almost over. Oh, I, I know. Oh. I feel like you have to say it because you have to brace for the no. reality. We're praying out. for global warming.
2: Like six
3: months more.
0: Amen. I'll receive it.
3: The power of prediction.
0: Power yes. of prediction.
3: Amen. Until God 75. bless God bless your faith.
0: We now have thirty-two I'm minutes and forty-seven suffering. seconds. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I'm quick. Um, so we've been spending um, you know, our, our whole summer really talking about a lot of tips and mm-hmm. strategies for the pursuit of happiness. Um And so tonight we wanted to really spend a little bit of time talking through a couple of testimonies of what does it actually look like to pursue happiness. Um, Because one of the things is is that it's a really great title, The Pursuit of Happiness. It sounds very good. Uh, It sounds very exciting and very happy. But you'll notice the word. One of the words in it is the pursuit, pursuit, yeah. pursuit, which actually means you have to pursue, which means you have to put in a little bit of effort and a late little bit old. of work. It's not late a pill late. of happiness. No, right? It's not the pill of happiness. And um, happiness isn't achieved. <laughs> happiness isn't achieved when we get to a place in our life where there's no issues or no struggles that's one. happening to us. But happiness is a state of mind. It's mm-hmm. a decision where we make every day in every situation that we're going through to control our focus and to place our attention on the good things that are happening in our life rather than the negative things. Because right. one of the things that I've discovered is, is that in every situation that you go through, there is always something that you can be happy or thankful about. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter how bad the situation that's in front of you may be. I know there's always at least 10 things that you can be thankful for in place of the one thing that you currently have the opportunity to feel negative about. And so we've been talking about things like rest and laughter. We've been talking about things like community and and all these amazing tips Mm -hmm. and strategies that we can use in order to experience happiness. Uh, But I've learned that not everything works for me, (laughs) that there's like 100 things that you can do. Uh, But each of you, I I would hope that most of you would know those things in your own life where, you know, you've got the one or two things that you do that are really going to work for you. In that
1: critical moment.
0: Yeah, in those moments when you actually need something. And so, excuse me. Uh, And so that's the thing is that I want to know the specific things in my life that are going to work for me. I don't want to when I'm in my moment of need. I don't want to have to like try to thumb through all the different weeks yes. and yeah. uh, now I'm going to try all these different things. Where are those notes again? The pursuit of happiness, yeah. where's that thing? Let me find the <laughs> podcast or the YouTube clip. I want to know Hershel, that way when I go through a challenge or a situation, yeah, I want right. to know that I know what to do in order to right. get myself free. Yeah. It's like I think about when I was in Africa. Um, I used reference Africa a lot because it was a really great <laughs> time, but it was also a very challenging Horrible, <laughs> depressing time of my life as well. Um, and I can remember, you know, I got there and I absolutely panicked. I was not prepared for what it was going to be like. Um, you know, I had been to certain countries in the world, but never been to Africa. And, and I don't know when I just got there, I got like smacked with a serious spirit of fear. I can remember I was in like a nice hotel and I was like crying because I'm like, oh my god, I'm so afraid. And so finally, like, I talked myself out of it and I was like, it was good and like I'm here. And, you know, the, the one day came and we had a little bit of free time. And so I, at this time I was 25 and so I had free time and so I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I'm going to go lay in the sun because that's really <laughs> all that mattered to me when I was 25. Uh, and so I was laying in the sun and I can remember like I'm finally relaxed and I looked down at my arm and I had this like little raised red bump and Ooh. automatically this thought popped into my brain you have cancer. Right. (laughs) And so it's like, it was this crazy where Finally, I'm at peace and I'm relaxed and I see this bump on my arm and it's raised and it's red. And it was probably nothing. It was like, I was hot and sweaty and dirty. And I'm sure it was just like a little rash. And immediately my brain goes and tells me you have cancer. And this bummed me out. Like I (laughs) I was in a very bad place for a few of the days. Where I couldn't focus on anything. God had brought me to the other side of the world to have this life-changing experience. And I couldn't focus on anything other than this little tiny microscopic red raised bump on my arm. Now I'm so thankful that, you know, it was like one day I woke up and I realized if I don't if I don't figure this out, I'm gonna ruin the rest of my trip focusing on the fact that this bump is on my arm. Uh, and I'm so thankful that I knew what to do, that I had a strategy, that I had understood what works for me in order to shift my attention from the negative that's in front of me onto the positive, uh, because it, that trip was one of the major catalytic trips in my life that you know brought me into a season of transformation. Um, but if it wasn't for the fact Pastor that Pastor Alex's
2: strategy is to call your mom.
0: I know, I was going to say, <laughs> no. I
2: was restraining myself to no, <laughs> say,
0: call home, it was call mad. home. I think my mom and dad had a $900 so, phone call. The trip was so bad, people. Like, don't judge me. It he was, was in the Sudan. number one, call Pastor Tina. No, 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 but it was true, war. it was true. And, like, no. praise the Lord, I'll just say that right before I went there. No, I'm done i uh i w- walked the lord walking through a rhema and just really gave me a lot of strength awesome. and healing in, in process of going there and so the key Amazing. of it is really understanding how to do it and mm-hmm. in first samuel 30 we know i'm not going to read the whole passage but at this one moment in this passage of scripture is is david had just went out and fought a battle and he comes back with all of his troops and realizes that this other army had come and plundered their whole camp. They had stolen all of their stuff, their livestock, and they had kidnapped their wives and their children. Mm -hmm. And it said that there was such a deep angst an anguish that uh, that literally fell across all the men in the camp that it says that they literally cried until they had no tears left to cry. And so it was this this intense anguish that these people were feeling And in fact, so much so that they rose up against David and David wanted, they wanted to stone David because they were so just bothered, obviously, by what had gone on. And the passage of scripture that I love so much is, it says this, right, that David was greatly distressed for the people had spoke of stoning him because the souls of all the people were grieved, every man for his son and his daughter. But it says this, that David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And that's really what the pursuit of happiness has been about is yes it's about strategies and it's about practicality but it's about each of us really understanding the process that we have to walk through sometimes every day of understanding how to encourage ourselves in the lord and how to focus on the positive things that God is doing in our life rather than than the negatives. And so, I wanted to just spend a few minutes just really hearing from each of the three of you guys just about your process of pursuing happiness. And when you walk through a challenging season in your life, right? Because each of us do. When you walk through that season of challenge, what is it that you do in order to begin to, what, like what David says, encourage yourself in the Lord? So, Deb, maybe we can start with you.
3: Well, mine's probably a little bit weird. I don't have an actual uh, specific situation to talk about. My, my whole life is kind of that way. I'm probably described best as an introverted, melancholy person, depending <laughs> on what list you actually go to. And so I'm, I'm predisposed to be, you know, this is my happy face, by the way. <laughs> So I'm predisposed to be that kind of a person who can easily kind of slip into kind of wondering or being melancholy or being that kind of a person, you know. Um, Also, my personality is very, is sort of as a, I understand, a very visionary kind of a person. Mm -hmm. So my whole life is lived. I'm never in today. Today is way past my bedtime. I am way down the road a year from now, five years from now, I'm thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about all of the possible permutations and combinations of what could go wrong a year from now. That's what I am, you know, it's kind of the way my my brain operates. So, you know, uh, I think there's probably enough to be worried about today. Imagine if you had every possible situation that could happen between now and 10 years from now all in your brain at one time. And so, I tend to be kind of very pensive as a personality type, um, uh, which, you know, may sound awesome, but it's not awesome <laughs> <laughs> because you, you know, it can be a hard way to live your existence, you know? Yeah. And so the the thing that has worked the very, very best for me, and it's, thank God, it is like the simplest thing that takes absolutely no brain power at all. Uh, it takes a dint of willpower, yes. uh, but other than that, God does all the heavy lifting, and that is okay. to just take some time and pray in tongues. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the book of Jude, it talks about a, 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 the, the, the first chapter, the only chapter okay. of the book of Jude. It talks about the fact that we build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay. And so that has been a very meaningful, uh, you know, scripture to me when I get into that time where I just feel like, you know, I've run my batteries down. Mm-hmm. So sadness or melancholy yeah. or however we would, whatever cool word we would use to describe that, in my life is more just I've run myself out of batteries. Yeah. And uh, getting just, it's beautiful for me because we live in such a beautiful place in the world, greatest city in the whole wide world. Um, when it comes to you know going for a walk and just enjoying outside and doing all of those kind of things with the beautiful water that's around and pathways and you know all of that really nice stuff that's around here and so mm-hmm. I take my little 45-minute walk and on that walk usually half of the walk I'm mad at God <laughs> and then the the, the 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 walk the part walking home is usually when think you know God's coming back together in my life a little bit <laughs> So uh,
2: don't meet him on the first half of
3: yeah. his walk. So gotta, to the if I don't wave, if <laughs> I, I'll show you the route. If I didn't wave, right. on that side, that I just don't pass wave Just pacify.
2: Don't yeah. say hi, Pants people. Me the way
1: back. Me the way back. Me the way back.
3: Um, but it's kind of like, I, I guess... forgiveness
1: I, flowing in the room for you now. Uh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh,
2: if they've caught you on the first half, they yes.
3: you. <laughs> So you didn't pray in tongues today, did you, Ian? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah. Um, I, 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 and I'm going to encourage you just with a few last words here is that when I first came into this thing with the Lord, this whole thing of praying in tongues was like I can't think of a dumber thing to do, mm. because and it it talks about things build yourself up in your most holy faith. You know, like this, the verse after that is saying you know that you're coming into a a renewed place of the love of God in your life and all. Of, you know, that's not my cognitive experience. I, I'm just going for a walk and praying in tongues. Yeah. But what is actually happening in a deeper spot in your life is that you're just coming, almost like you come back together again, Mm -hmm. and you just feel like you're a flashlight that's got a battery in it now. And uh, I guess what I would encourage you with is, uh, you know, don't. Don't start off by trying to see if it makes sense in your life. Yeah. Just do it for a while. Take the, you know, we do this once a year or so. We do a 30 day, you know, 30, 30 challenge. I think you maybe have all done that with us here. 30 day, 30 minutes a day for 30 days, praying in tongues. And you, you know, you can, I can tell you, not a one of you has ever come and told me, you know what? I wasted my 30 minutes. Yeah. Not a one person. I think it helps everybody to really come mm-hmm. and you just feel like, you That's know what, I'm on top of every situation. I'm a little ahead of the ball. Yeah. I'm not as worried about what's coming down the road or considering yeah. it or whatever. I'm just feeling like, you know what, we got this. Yeah. You know, yeah. so awesome. I would say my one tip, take home would be. Brain tongues, 30 yeah. minutes a day. Ooh, that's so good. Very that's good. good. And a walk, and exercise, walk. and yeah. all the oxygen you can creation. suck in and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Of yeah, and that's a, I think that's a huge
0: thing when you walk in creation, at least mm-hmm. for me, a lot of the times as I'm walking and observing things. It, I've, I've been saying this so much lately to most a lot of the people that I'm talking to, is, is as you walk around, it's you realize how God is so big yeah. and I am so small, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the, especially uh, that, looking
3: out at the lake. Yeah.
0: And it's are like, you're bigger than this. But, right? thinking, God, but know, thinking that the lake is small, even <laughs> in comparison to, you know, the yeah. ocean. And, and I think that sometimes it's reminding ourselves of that, that we are alone. And that is why, as yes. I get my, put myself in these environments, I got am encouraged me. because I'm remembering the big God that's with me. Yeah. Yeah. So mom, I, I know that you've got stuff. So.
1: Yeah, so um, I think I can... I don't remember
3: um, you ever actually being sad, actually, now that I'm thinking about it.
1: No, thank you, Jesus. Amen. <laughs> um, so uh, just I, I find myself in this season right now where um, there's a lot happening and because um, I'm like, you know, Lord, can you give me a time? And there really wasn't anything that, you know, really struck s- stuck out at me. But in this season of my life right now, where there are a lot of amazing things happening at church and a lot of amazing things happening in our family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life has gotten busy and great things happening. And Mark 4 tells us that, you know, it, the enemy comes to steal the word. Yes. And if, if he can, his, his job is to do his best to make you have a bad day. Yeah. Right? He sets yell out every day to, to make you have a bad day. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to do his best to do that. And so um, maybe, you know, if you're, you know, life is just not bad necessarily, but just sometimes full. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the enemy can make you kind of then get into your head. And um, it's not necessarily that you're even aware of thoughts, negative thoughts that are going on, but you might just start feeling a little bit more, a little more emotional and then, you know, Thank God, you know, at one point you clue into that. Mm -hmm. And so my go-to when I'm starting to notice, um, you know, what's coming out of my mouth isn't good Mm -hmm. because it's an indication of what's inside of me. Mm -hmm. My go-to is the word. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I do um, because I'm an up through the night kind of person is I use this and um, I will, you know, I have my go-to's on here. That I turn on different teachings that yeah. I will turn on different speakers yeah. that will just, I stick it under my pillow and yeah. I'll just listen to, you know, an hour, two hours. And, and I find, because I find what can happen under pressure is that our thinking um, starts to go downhill. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. um, what the word does for us is it sharpens us and, and it causes our thinking to go up again. And mm -hmm. so when I'm listening to other faith teachers who are reminding me of who God is and who I am and how situations are supposed to be in my life, I can sometimes under pressure forget that and succumb to the pressure. But when they are, you know, that battering ram of the word is hitting me, it's getting inside of me and it's changing, it's changing my thoughts. And then eventually, if I do it long enough, I'll realize, you know, because when I wake up the next day and I'm spending time with God, uh, then what starts happening is what's what's coming out of me now is good stuff. Yeah. And it's not bad stuff. And that's yeah. always my, you know, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, and so the one thing that will lift me, right. right, is get that word in me. And then it just it just keeps me yeah. sharp. Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, because the word is our standard. Right. And so when we listen to it, we might fall from the standard, but the word reminds us of what our standard is. And then there's also that thing that God, you know, if we are the author of our own future, then it's important to us because that our thoughts are in line with God's thoughts. And that comes through keeping the standard high. And the standard is the word of God so that we create the future that we want not what we've lived or what we've had, not those negative cycles with the word that's coming out of our mouth.
3: Yeah,
0: so how would someone go about then? Because obviously there's tons of teachings out there. You know, like, I mean, you go on YouTube and you pick between 10 million different teachings. How do you find, how do you know what works for you? Because obviously everybody is gonna be, you know, we all listen to teachings, how did you know that you found the teaching or your go-to? Oh, How did I, you know?
1: I, w- I would say that the most important thing is what I'm saying is that it's a it's a, a faith, a strong faith teacher that is um, reminding you of who God is and who you are. Yes. Yeah. Um, someone, right. for instance, like um, Bill Winston, yeah. who is a kingdom preacher, and who is literally like there's this battering ram of constant reminder of the bigness yeah, of God or Pastor Ian McDonald or yeah. <laughs> Pastor Alex yeah. McDonald. Go like right? Right.
3: Sure.
1: You know, but that's hitting you and reminding you Right? Yeah. So then you're like, yeah yeah. "Yeah,, yeah,, I don't have to live sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm and and we're jolted back into this reality. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it we don't do these things out of legality, We do them out of necessity work,
0: right. because yeah.
1: the enemy is banking on, pushing us around and knocking us down so that our thinking goes so low right. if our thinking goes so low then our living is low yeah. Yeah. but if we can bring our thinking up yeah then our living is up yeah and sometimes we can't do that for ourselves because we don't even realize we got low yeah. Yeah. but when we're feeling you know that little bit of emotion right and we just turn that teaching on and you yeah. know what it is, then you just you just stick it under your pillow, and yeah. uh, one of the other things I listen to is VVOVN. Yeah, and I just let Holy Spirit lead me.
0: Sure. Right? Yeah, that's awesome. And so you're looking for like the the understanding of either who I am, because you either slipped in your own identity, the, I, the identity mm. of who you are, I'm less or, than
1: God made me, or mm-hmm. who God is, and God is less than.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 And so that's amazing. And I think that that's similar between the both of you is is I think that a lot of times when we can slip, mm-hmm. we slip because we lose those two things. Yeah. I start to see myself as alone, or I see my own vulnerabilities, or problems I forget, get big
3: and God gets small. Yeah, yeah, I
0: forget how big God is. And so that's what I want to do as I grow, is I want to constantly be surrounding myself with people or teaching or things yeah. that are making God big, making me big, and making my problems awesome. small. Awesome. Yeah.
2: I, just, I just wanted to say, I think that after they both have just shared That's one of the amazing reasons why belonging to a church family Mm -hmm. is so huge because if you don't know, if you feel like I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z problem and you don't want to go onto YouTube and find the latest and greatest and you want a rock solid teaching that's going to pick you up out of the ditch, come and ask Yeah. 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 because we guarantee that... One of us, one of our leaders, or one of yeah. us from our family, we've walked through, like, I can think of I got mile... i for that. Yeah, I have mile marker <laughs> messages, yeah, you know, absolutely. like when we heard Chip Brim's The Goal Line Teaching, remember, and it was like life-changing, and just different yeah. teachings like mm-hmm. that, that over the past 30 years of listening to messages that have just been like ones that have stuck out, and so yeah. I just wanted to just say, if you've struggled in praying in tongues and you feel like your prayer language is small, then come and ask for help because, you know, you're saying that that's such an amazing tool, and we want you to experience yes. that. So yeah. if you feel stuck in any capacity or, like, there's no stupid questions when you're involved right. in no. a family, right? Like, yeah. we've all been there, and we've all been, you know, mm-hmm. in, in different places of feeling despair or feeling sadness or grief. So come and ask. Come and, and the ask. T- yeah. I
1: think the tools keep us steady. That's sure. right. And I think that's God's desire mm-hmm. is that we, he realizes, right, how he made us. Yes. But he doesn't want us to be living and making choices out mm-hmm. of negative decisions, yeah, negative emotions. And when we do live that way, then we have this roller coaster <laughs> right. experience. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't have to, it doesn't yeah. have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I marvel at people, you know, some of our mentors in the faith and they're like 70 years old and they are still doing these things and we wonder why they are have been so rock solid their whole life and why they are still like just straight you know on the path and not you know and still loving God and passionate for God and it's because they are doing they're doing
0: these things they're not
2: just hearing about them they're actually doing them yeah yeah
0: that's so good so Jess what about you
2: Okay. Mine is going to shock you. (laughs) No, mine is worship. (laughs) Mine is worship. Um, today when we were just talking and preparing, I felt like I was having flashbacks in my mind from when I was little and having encounters with different worship songs. And, um, I was remembering being in the hospital room with my cousin, Julia, when she had the flesh eating disease. And, um, I could see the picture of that playing through my mind. And I remember, you know, I'm a little kid and, she was going through this, like, life-threatening thing. And, you know, you're seeing all these people plugged up in machines. And I literally was watching this picture play through my mind today. And I remember turning my attention towards the TV. And my aunt and uncle had um, Michael W. Smith's first original worship album, The Orange One. You know, anybody know that one?
0: Fire. Right. Fire, that one there.
2: And I remember that, um, that the song, um, Agnes Day, Hallelujah. Okay. I don't know remember how he found those backup singers, but he had like the best backup singers on planet Earth. And I remember the exact part. And I remember the feeling of the presence of God in the best way I could describe as a little kid just encountering me in that room. And I remember the feeling of all fear just leaving me. Wow. And it was like everything inside of me was like, yes, you know, to that thing. Yeah. And it just bringing me right up. Yeah. I, I can remember so many experiences in my life where it was like a song my dad is also like very much like this he blares the same song on repeat blares the same song over over and over and over Over. again so our whole house i have
3: to to drown out all the other sounds his
2: office is in our basement and so our whole house would be like thundering with who are you great mountain for like six months on repeat but i totally feel you I remember a couple of years ago, and all the interns will know this, but I was going through a really, um, I can remember so many of those, like, experiences. You ever had that where just a song is just like, it's yeah. just right, you know? Yeah. And I can Thank remember, God for that. Yes, thank God for that. Yeah, you shared a thing about that, like, mm-hmm. recently, about you know what goes into somebody like you know writing and all the encounters that come out of that mm-hmm. and um i've shared How that so many. They
3: are i've shared
2: that so many times <laughs> about that lesson like my parents never let us listen to secular music when we were growing up mike and i were actually driving in the car the other day and he put on a backstreet boy song and he was expecting that i was going to get like hype about it livy in the back seat's going change it change <laughs> it and like i don't even know it like i didn't i didn't listen to secular music when i was growing up and i remember my mom saying that when you listen to a song it takes you back to the place where it was created so if the person was in a place of sadness and depression and they wrote a song when you listen to it you're going to go right to that spot that they were or if the person is in a god encounter and they write a song from a god encounter that song is going to lead you right to an encounter. And I remember um, within the past couple of years, this was just after I got married, and some of you have heard this story. I went through a really challenging season, um, and the enemy was, like, kicking me when I was down to the nth degree, like, to the nth degree. It was the worst time I've ever experienced in my life. Yes, the bad guy. He stinks. And I remember I was coming through this season, like, I was, like, I was right there, I had what I needed. The Lord told me to prophesy my own breakthrough, and so I would be washing my dishes, like crying, calling my parents to come pick me up at my new house, and it was horrible. It was so horrible. <laughs> and I remember like the tune of Father, I love you came in my mind, and like, that's where the whole In Rivers album came through, was like that season of like needing God for my breath every single day. And I remember, um that Leland, you know the worship artist Leland? Do you know who that is? Maybe you don't. But we're going to play that song for you in a, in a couple of minutes. But he recorded a song, and um, the song is called Where You Are. And I was in a real season of, you know, God. it felt like my whole life was falling apart and my heart was breaking. But out of that season, in that moment, he sung the words that I needed, and it was simply, I just want to be where you are. And it's like everything else doesn't matter and that's the beautiful thing about music it's like it shuts off the whole world mm-hmm. and i was just singing i just want to be where you are and i remember um, i i was on a fast and i listened to that song over and over and over and over and over again on repeat in headphones so i was like existing in normal life i remember we went to the outlet mall and i had to like mike made me wear like big sunglasses because i was like crying nonstop for days like it was so crazy Oh, being married to me is so crazy. And then having <laughs> Livy as a daughter, it's like, forget it. Um, we're weird. But I was crying and crying and crying. And when I was in that season, the Lord gave me this scripture. Um, and this is why I feel like worship is such a key. So this is an Old Testament scripture, so bear with me. But it's um, Jeremiah 31 and 14. Well, verse 13 says, um, then shall the young women rejoice in the dance and the young men will praise and the old will be merry. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and give them gladness for sorrow. And this is a scripture he gave me in verse 14. He said, I will feast the soul of the priests who worship me with abundance. Wow. And he showed me how in the Old Testament, the whole lifestyle of the priests was overflowing all the time. But their only goal in life was to minister to the Lord Mm -hmm. and how when Jesus came and he reunited us back to the Father, this place of worship is this act of ministering to the Lord. And he promises that he will feast the soul of the priests who worship him with abundance. Mm -hmm. And he says, and those people will be satisfied because of my goodness. Yeah. And so in the same way that listening to the word and spending that time or you're praying in tongues, it really just disconnects your brain from all the thinking and all the wondering. And it like, is that pipeline or that like, you know, that song came out that said, praise is the highway to the heart of God. And it's like, it gets you on that road where, like you said, everything else becomes really small and we're able to sing those simple choruses. Like, I just want to be where you are. And everything in life, takes its perspective as we get filled up and we see him again for who he is and from that place of strength we begin to prophesy and to proclaim what we already know is true and we remind ourselves and we remind the enemy that he's defeated and remind ourselves of who we are as we sing out Mm -hmm. his goodness and his victory
1: can i just say this sorry i think i think the key and you may you may be saying this um but i think the key is recognizing in us we have recognized what works for us yeah Yeah. and i think i think that's the key Mm -hmm. you know that's that's really important
0: i I actually just wanted to just quickly follow up but just get ready to close you know you talk about like you found the song yeah what do what would you say to somebody who doesn't necessarily have that because you're a music person and so you have, though, you have, you know. The song's you hear, find me. Right. What would you say to someone who doesn't necessarily have that experience with music where they've never felt it on a song? Can you just put music on?
2: Or? Well, I can guarantee you, you have felt it on a song. Yeah. Everybody, whether you've recognized it or not, you've felt it. Maybe you're listening to the Tarzan soundtrack and you're like, there is something on that music. You, know? You, know, you ever seen the kids' movie Tarzan? Like Phil Collins, you know? That stuff is anointed. Yeah. It's so good. But the number one rule of thumb that I would say um, is in the exact same thing that my mom said about what kind of teachings we listen to, what kind of songs we listen to lines up with the exact same rules. So if you've, I don't know if you've ever even like, you know, cognitively recognized this, that we are so selective with the songs that we sing corporately because we're not singing songs that say, I'm desperate and needy and broken and poor and worthless and, oh, Jesus, would you please come and find me? No, we don't.
3: Swing low. Yeah,
2: (laughs) that's right, you know? We're filling
1: ourselves up so that we have, we have things within us that, you ever heard that phrase, like you, when you, like someone will say to you, you got in my head, yeah. I heard you yeah. in my head, yes you know, and so that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. it's important to find what Letting works God for you, because mm-hmm. God needs to get in you. Because when there's a a deposit in you, he will speak to you from that place. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need in that place is we need a rhema. We need God to speak to us as we saturate ourselves with whatever is working for us. And there will be something because he sees you desperately seeking him and something will land. And when that thing lands... It's not just any word. It's the word of life that will bring you through.
2: I was thinking about this today, like because I knew you were gonna ask me, like, you know, people ask me all the time, who do you recommend, who do you? And
0: and I think that sometimes, I guess the question why I'm asking it, and I'm trying to go quickly, but. Sorry. uh, No, no, it's okay. Is I think that sometimes (laughs) Uh, is that we can find comfort in songs that speak to where we are, yes, yeah. rather than where we want to be. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it, it, for me. it that feels the- it feels good sometimes when you're sad to listen to sad music.
2: No. Yeah. It definitely does. Like does. everybody it's knows like that, that
3: song. You could take this job and Shove it. What? <laughs> That's a every, single you're writing. <laughs> every
2: single country song, like throw it in the garbage can. Every country can, song. Every country not song. Work. Your dog died. Your wife left you. Yes. Like just throw it all in the garbage.
3: She got the gold mine. Yeah, I got yeah, the shaft. yes, yeah. right. <laughs> you got a hit
0: album. Stay code. away. Stay away stay from away those. Stay away from
2: lines. those. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh. But in our last thirty seconds, I think that. Jesus told me that about the moments in worship that would get me out of that thing that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And it was sing the songs that will prophesy your own breakthrough, prophesy your own victory. And so it was words that I could say that weren't what I felt at the time. But it was like, when I'm doing amazing, this is what I'm going to be singing.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And start singing that right now. Coming up.
3: Yeah. The key for me, turn it up. Yeah. And, and I know that's a shocker for all of you that just <laughs> you know did earplugs yeah, during worship. Yeah, I know, right.
2: We're but, coming up in our thinking. But yeah. th- so he showed me that, like, I would start to meditate on, on, so- on words that I would want to say. Okay, when I'd meditate on myself on the other side of this, where everything was fixed and everything was right, what would I be saying? Yeah. And I started to sing those things now. The other thing is finding moments of live worship because in the same way that my mom said moments of encounter, there is just like, like, um, you ever heard of the, the movement that's called upper room? So like sometimes when I listen to them, God bless you. Look, if you're watching this, but, um, sometimes when you listen to them, like they're kind of, uh, what's the word? Fill in the blanks. Like they're kind (laughs) of, you say a little, like a lot, a lot, you know, a little annoying. I was going to say, But if you listen to them and you allow yourself to turn it up and get into the moment, Mm -hmm. you piggyback on the breakthrough that was happening in the room that that song came out of, if that makes sense. So they had prayed themselves into a place where that annoying song came through. If you just listen to it like while you're doing something, you know, but just today before I was coming to church, I was listening to one. I'm like, this is so good. But it could never fit on a perfect polished album. But that person was singing out of their moment in the presence of God. God, yeah, encountering amazing. God yeah. and piggyback. those are the words that came out of their mouth and it is like you get to piggyback on that yeah. moment and it'll bring you to the same yeah, spot. That's yeah.
0: That's so good. So good. And I think that's the key though. So and and, good. and obviously these are just a few examples. Mm-hmm. Our hope uh, was is that you would realize that mm-hmm. I think even for me as I listen to it is is sometimes we can feel like when we get in those moments that there's something wrong with us or there's right. something that's you know, if yeah. we could just be like somebody else but the reality is is that everybody faces really the same garbage every single day, you know? And sometimes it's like, I've had it where I walk out of this amazing time that I have with God, and i am met with worry or frustration or Mm -hmm. problems that we have to continue to fight alongside of what God is doing in our life in a constant state. Mm -hmm. And so what we wanted to do, I think you have a song that we're gonna play really quickly. Can
1: I say this one thing? You sure could. I'm sorry that we're over time, but you know what? (laughs) I, I wanna say this because we are we are uh, taking a course together right now and the, the last time we sat together we both kinda looked at each other because it was kind of a silly setting and, <laughs> and silly kind of different things that were going on and we're looking at each other going like how can this cause any change? And uh, you know, as we just gave ourselves to yeah. what yeah. works yeah. Yeah. it worked.
3: Yeah, so yeah. the thing
1: that we know is whether whatever you find that works for you, yes. work because it. it's God, yeah. it will work.
3: Yeah. Right. So but we don't, don't have
1: to wonder if it will work. Yes. It, trust me, it works because it's God, and yeah. God is don't in don't it. Don't
3: overthink it.
1: Right. Yeah, it will yeah. work. You're
3: sitting here now. Just right. give it a shot. It's designed to Do work. Do these things, and you'll yeah. be amazed yeah. at how much more strength it gives yeah. you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And I think that that's the thing is our brain is programmed to overcome. Yeah. Right? yeah. Our yeah. brain is programmed to want to conquer. And it's just understanding how to feed it the right stuff in order to push us out of that place. Yeah.
4: Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray your life was impacted by the service and that you were able to feel the tangible love of Jesus fill whatever space you're listening from. Maybe you found this message and you've never had the opportunity to come into a personal relationship with Jesus. Or you've known about him but have been far from him. We want to give you the opportunity to make his love a daily reality in your life. Jesus came to this earth and died on a cross so that you and I could be close to him. He wanted to wipe away every disappointment and bring you into a life of purpose and meaning, one that will impact this globe for good. So if you'd like to begin this journey with Jesus today, then repeat this simple prayer after me. Dear Jesus, I'm praying this prayer because I know that I've made mistakes and have been living without you. I apologize and I trust that you will forgive me. I accept your love and grace and ask that you would be my Lord and Savior. Help me believe in you and love you every day. Help me to show the world what you're like and how great your love is. I commit to live for you from this moment forward, in Jesus' name, Amen. All of our Light City family are joining with Heaven and celebrating over the commitment you just made to have Jesus as the Lord of your life. We have resources available for you to help you on this journey, but most of all, we're praying for you. Send us a note at info at golightcity.com to let us know about the decision you've made today. We have resources we'd love to send you uh, with some easy steps on how to go from here so that you can discover God in a real and meaningful way. If you have a prayer request, our team would love to connect with you and partner with you to see God transform your life. God bless you, and we look forward to hearing from you soon.